Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. I wanted to talk to everyone before Monday Night Football because there is news all over the place about the San Francisco 49ers. Injury news, which is never good, but we can get into it, talk about some of the things the 49ers definitely need to do uh, you know, as they move through this. And of course, you guys can always ask questions. So if you have something, go ahead and leave it in chat. We'd be more than happy to get into it as we continue to go through this. And 49ers Faithful Forever says, TDP injury hurts. So it's Wilson, Mason, Mack at the moment. Ouch. That's exactly right. I want to get into this. Uh, TDP is going to be out at least three weeks, and it's a high ankle sprain. So three weeks, uh, maybe being kind of nice about this situation. I think it's going to be more than three weeks for TDP, usually three to six weeks. And we got a running back that needs to be able to cut and be explosive, decisive, get vertical. So I think TDP could be out closer to six weeks. The 49ers may decide to put him on IR. If they do put him on IR, um, you know, he'll, it's going to be at least four weeks before he can come back, but that would free up a roster spot. And like 49ers said, um, you've got the possibility of, you know, having Marlon Mack be a part of this rotation. Jordan Mason did not get any carries in the win over Seattle. So Mason yet to carry the football in the NFL. So he'd be potentially getting her, his first reps in the regular season. I think that's fine. Um, but you definitely need to now make sure you have Marlon Mack and probably make sure you bring in another player to be on the practice squad as well. You need to make sure you have depth. Marlon Mack was depth. Now you need even more. And like 49ers Faithful Forever says, three weeks or all year. Who knows with those? It is definitely difficult to get through for sure. Uh, ankle injuries are nothing to play with, especially high ankle sprains. Not exciting um, so not good news for TDP. I thought TDP had moments where he flashed. He looked good. I was excited about his running style and how it was going to fit and how he's going to continue to develop running as a tandem with Jeff Wilson Jr. 
that's no longer the case. So we need to go ahead and put TDP uh, on the back burner. And once again, this is why the 49ers draft running backs every single year and absolutely stockpile the running back spot because they just suffer injuries. These lower leg injuries are nothing you can plan for, nothing you can prepare for. You just have to make sure you have depth. So now the Niners are going to be scouring again, looking to bring a player onto the practice squad. But that's not the only news because the 49ers also announced that tight end Tyler Croft is going to be out three weeks with a sprained MCL. So right away, that's another injury you don't really want to have happen. Croft had been getting the most snaps against the Bears. He got 38 snaps at the tight end position. He was tight end one with George Kittle out. We do not know if George Kittle is going to be ready to go. He practiced on Friday. He tried to give it a go. It did not work out. He didn't play against Seattle. Will he play against Denver? Unknown. What are the 49ers options at tight end? Of course, you have Charlie Warner and you have Ross Dwelly. But the way the 49ers run so many three tight end sets, you have to make a decision there. You could go with Kyle Ushek and let him fulfill those three tight end roles. Uh, but what do you do if you run into a situation where you want three tight ends and Kyle Ushek on the field? Well, I think the next best move is Troy Fumagalli. They put Troy Fumagalli, who was with them all through a training camp in the preseason, on the practice squad just last week. So Fumagalli is available in case the 49ers need to elevate him and make him active. So they've done a good job of making sure they have players just in case. Marlon Mack is a great option, veteran for the running back position. And Troy Fumagalli, another guy that understands what Kyle Shanahan wants and is a solid blocking option. Do they lose some in the receiving game going from Croft to Magali? Yes. Now, what we really want is for George Kittle to be able to play. Because if George Kittle's able to play, this is no big deal. Roll out there with Kittle, Warner, and Dwelly, and I think you feel really good about your tight end position. But we need Kittle to be healthy. And when it's dealing with a groin, you just don't know if he's going to be ready. That's one of the biggest things that we've had to deal with through this time. So a little bit frustrating the injuries uh but yeah and seth says seth says i'm a, if i'm a big name free agent running back i'm staying away from the niners and like they're the plague uh their consistent injuries are wild at the running back position they do have injuries a lot um they do also provide other guys with opportunities around the league because they come to san francisco and have big years so playing for kyle shanahan is big but yeah for whatever reason guys who play here get hurt now pdp getting hurt on 14 carries He's a volume carry guy. He should be able to handle that kind of workload. So, I mean, yeah, you don't plan for, you know, ankles and, and things like that, but that's kind of frustrating. And Croft as well, a tight end, that's frustrating. So uh, not not great. And and 49ers Faithful Forever says, any worthwhile running backs out there to bring him? Some of it depends on if they go ahead and elevate, um, you know, if they just leave Marlon Mack on the practice squad but make him available for the 53-man roster or if they promote him to the active roster. If they promote Marlon Mack to the active roster, then they have room for a veteran running back on their practice squad, and then they can bring in other guys. If they don't, it has to be somebody young. So the young running backs is where it gets difficult. Uh, they've been working out some of these guys. You know, they worked out Abram Smith from Baylor. Uh, I've brought up Master Teague from Ohio State. But as far as young players, there's not that many options. When you get into the veteran players, there's a few more options out there. None of them that are like, you know, crazy, but you have Tevin Coleman out there. You have Devontae uh, Freeman out there. Those are players that Kyle Shanahan's comfortable with. To me, Tevin Coleman would make the most sense, but that only comes from activating a player from the practice squad to the active roster. So whether that's running back Marlon Mack or a veteran player like Dante Johnson, you know, or Malik Turner or something like that to make room, that's the only way they can do it. So there's a little bit of, of 
fluctuation that's going to happen. I'm guessing we're going to get that information tomorrow during the 49ers off day. That is where a lot of the news and signings have been coming is on the off day. That way they can get in a full week of practice, whoever ends up being that comes in. So what is up, David Campbell? How's it going? Welcome to the chat. So I think that's some of the interesting things that are coming out from this news is that you know you're gonna have a new you're gonna have a new running back rotation. Jordan Mason's for sure getting carries unless they go with Marlon Mack over Jordan Mason, which they definitely could. Kyle could also split the reps between those two guys and make sure nothing happens to either one of them. That could be smart as well. And then now it hinges on Kittle for the tight end position. Other news, of course, Trey Lance has successful surgery. And the news coming out was really good. It wasn't something similar to what Dak Prescott had. Nothing quite that serious. So everything's a lot better. But it was a broken ankle, some ligament damage as well. So there's going to be a question mark about how the 49ers are able to move forward you know, uh, next year. Trey Lance presumably is going to be the starting quarterback next year. But depending on what happens with Jimmy this year, uh, he's going to be a free agent. So there's a lot of things that go into that. All the while, you have to figure out who's going to be your third-string quarterback. Now, with Brock Purdy being number two, do you need to bring someone in the practice squad to be your third quarterback? Uh, I had brought up yesterday Josh Johnson. That can't happen because he's on the Broncos practice squad, and because you're playing him, you can't sign him off their practice squad. So they'd have to wait until after to sign Josh Johnson, which means other players on practice squads the four years are familiar with, guys like Josh Rosen, uh, I don't really want to see that happen, but we'll see what the Niners do. I'm thinking they sign someone off the street for this week before they make another decision. But uh, definitely interesting things that have to happen for the 49ers. So we'll, we'll see how this ends up going. But 49ers Faithful says, at least Coleman provides catching ability. Coleman's solid in the fact he understands Kyle's system. He knows where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. If he's willing to come on the practice squad and you you'll go ahead and promote Marlon Mack to the active roster to make room for him, I'm okay with that, but that probably signals that TDP is going to be out for a significant amount of time. Kept thinking the 49ers wanted to keep some of these 53-man roster spots available, so that way you could go ahead and bring other guys in or activate players like Jimmy Ward, Jason Brett here in the next couple weeks. Those guys are going to be slated to come back after week four, and then you're going to need roster spots for them. So we'll see how the 49ers go ahead and play this out. <laughs> What's up, Jan? Coming through with you're not wrong, my guy. I like that. Seth says, Marlon Mack is at least a veteran and knows how to pass block and pick up protections. Exactly. Marlon Mack is a nice option. Plus, he looked decent for the Houston Texans. I didn't break down a lot of his preseason film, but he seemed like at moments he had a little bit of explosiveness. I think him being in Kyle Shanahan's system is definitely a great fit for him, and I think he can operate well within this offense in the run game, but also in the pass game as well. And like Seth said, with protections, which is so important for this 49ers offense. So, I really do enjoy that as well. 49ers Faithful Forever says, don't mind Mac, but I want Mason to get his shot. I think Mason's going to get his shot. You know, they gave it to TDP. TDP beat him out as far as carries go, and he got the first opportunity. With TDP out, I expect it to be Jordan Mason, but I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if Kyle doesn't put a full load onto Jordan Mason his first time and lets Marlon Mack carry as well. Now, Kyle normally likes to go with a two running back rotation, but he will go ahead and use three guys if necessary. So hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of Jordan Mason in this game. I'd like to see him in short yarded situations, be able to go out there and make some plays. I think that would be a lot of fun. Dan says, I know it's a tough game, but why do the Niners get the brunt of the injuries every year? I think actually, if you go around the league, you're going to find that a lot of teams are dealing with these sort of injuries, high ankle sprains, uh, knee sprains like MCLs, 
uh, these soft tissue things that happen, like hamstrings. Uh, this kind of happens all around the league. The physical sport, and when you're getting hit, especially running backs, tight ends, guys who are taking hits to the lower body, you're just going to have these sort of things happen. So I don't think it has anything to do with the actual team, the 49ers. I think it just seems that way because of 2020 and, and some of 2021. It seems more skewed that direction. But I think if you look around the league, this is kind of commonplace. Uh, players are getting hurt because players are bigger. Players are faster. And because they're bigger and faster, they're hitting a lot harder as well. So it just makes it a little bit more difficult. So I think that, you know, that's where kind of these injuries are coming from. And they're around the league. And it's unfortunate when guys, you know, get hurt and are lost, you know, for the year. Um, and it hurts, you know, your team when you're lost, even for three to six weeks, like these two injuries are going to indicate. So not exactly what the 49ers were looking for in the injury front, but, you know, this is kind of one of those things that happens. It's that point of the year. Uh, it's that season. And so these guys got to go ahead and get it done. They got to do the best that they can. And I think the 49ers are still trying to build. Now, another thing that happened, and we actually broke it yesterday, people in, uh, Chat came through and talked about Drake Greenlaw signing a two-year extension, keeping him with the team through 2024. That officially that became official today with the 49ers announcing it as well. So Drake Greenlaw is here to stay. Like David Campbell said in chat yesterday, it could mean uh, that Aziz Alshire is not going to be here. Aziz Alshire, a guy that plays about 30% of the snaps, and really on another team, he could play you know, the remainder of those snaps. He's a good enough player to play around the league. 49ers are fortunate to have all three guys on their roster right now and part of the reason their defense is so good but this is the 49ers doing a really good job of locking up players that are a part of that draft class from 2019 Mitch Wisnowski and Dre Greenlaw before they have to address the elephant in the room which is Nick Bosa so if they're able to figure out all these contracts and they have a framework for these contracts that fits Nick Bosa into the his extension and what his money's going to look like that's smart by them because you don't want to run into a situation where you have to go ahead and lock up Nick Bosa you still have Dre Greenlaw and Mitch Wisnowski that you haven't taken care of. So take care of all these guys around him. And that way, when it comes time, you know what you have to do with Nick Bosa. You don't have to worry about other deals because there's plenty of other guys you're going to have to deal with being free agents, including Mike McGlinchey, Daniel Brunskill, just to name a couple. Uh, there's going to be other players as well, like Jimmy Ward. Maybe a Jimmy Ward extension will come soon. Once he's healthy, we'll see. So I think the foreigners are doing their due diligence and making sure they handle these guys and have enough money available so that way, when it comes time for Nick Bosa, they are ready to go because they do need that money for Bosa. So hopefully that happens. I'm hoping they continue to work on this for sure. Um, and Hugh says, I think they are still in good shape in the running back room with Mason ready to go and in the tight, room, tight end room with Kittle coming back. That's why they wanted so much depth at those positions. And Hugh, that's why it works out because they did load up four tight ends, you know, extra running backs until Trey, was Trey Sermon was gone. They had five running backs beyond... Uh, Kyle Juszczyk so yeah tremendous depth that's why they keep drafting guys they know that in this league running backs get hurt they're hoping you can keep them healthy um, but the 49ers rely on a run game and the Kyle Shannon might have to extend his rotation he's been wanting to go with two guys you had Jeff Wilson Jr. with 18 carries and TDP with 14 maybe he needs to lower that a little bit get Jeff Wilson Jr. closer to 15 get that second running back closer to 10 and then give the remainder uh, that was about seven snaps give that to the third guy Maybe if you do that, that would help the 49ers running back stay healthy. But, you know, you got to trust Kyle. He understands what he's doing. Um, but I think he's going to want to keep these running backs, you know, healthy. But I think you're right. At least they've done a good job of insulating themselves against injury. And they haven't had any injuries on the offensive line or the defensive line, which is tremendous because they have a lot of depth there. Jordan Willis did go down, but you had Kamoko Ture ready. 
So, so far, the 49ers have been locked and loaded and stayed primarily healthy, which I'm very, very excited about. 49ers Faithful Forever says, DJ Jones going to eat Brendel's lunch this week. Um, You know what? That is an interesting matchup. Is DJ Jones against Jake Brendel? They'll be familiar with each other. Brendel will be familiar with him. I fully expect the 49ers to pull to use a lot of double teams and also for Brendel to go ahead and inside rip and run right past DJ Jones a lot of times and allow Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford to do the work on DJ Jones. Of course, I want to get into the film more and break down more of the Denver Broncos defense, but just watching it in their game against Seattle that I broke down over on Patreon, there are ways for the 49ers to handle this. The other thing that could be coming DJ Jones' way because they know he likes to penetrate is the wham block. Uh, allowing Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, if Kittle's playing, to go ahead and come down the line of scrimmage and absolutely whack him when he thinks that he's coming through clear. So I think that's something that could be coming his way. And all the while, uh, when DJ Jones is out and Mike Purcell's in, that's when the 49ers really, really need to dominate. Uh, Bomber T says, I had Trey on my mind all day at work. Heartbroken for the kid. I'm with you, Bomber T. Um, I, was, I, I saw his post that he made. I went ahead and retweeted and said some nice things about Trey. Trey's a good dude. Um, he's got the right mindset and attitude. He's going to bounce back from this. Um, but yeah, everyone's got Trey on the mind today. And all the while, you know, the team's got to keep operating, which is tough. You want to, you know, you can't really sit there and, uh, you know, and think about it too much. You have to kind of move on, but you feel for the kid for sure. Never want that to happen. Jance is running back by committee. I think that's the best way to go right now until Elijah Mitchell gets back. It makes sense to me. David Campbell says Bosa was a beast yesterday. Huff as well. Banks was looking great too. Yeah, Banks is is rating very good him and spencer burford are playing you know beyond their years which is good news they improved so much from week one you have to have that steady improvement they're handling business that's what you want from this interior offensive line so exciting for the four years offensive line here in the next few weeks four five weeks into the year uh if this team really starts to gel all five linemen are playing together and they really gel we don't have the mishaps that we had between brendel and banks and brendel and burford they get this thing figured out they're going to be tough. Uh, that's good news for the 49ers, but two straight games of absolutely running the football down the opposing team's throat. We'll see if that translates to Denver, who's going to be stout up front running their 3-4 as well, you know, with big guys like Chubb out on the outside. It's going to be interesting. Uh, SL says, hey, I know I've been gone for a while, but where's your boy, Alex? Um, I know SL. Everyone asks about Alex. Alex is handling work things. Uh, about the 1st of August, he started a new job. He's been handling work, and he's getting married in October. So he's been doing all that stuff. I've seen him from time to time. I've talked to him, uh, you know, as well. So uh, Alex is doing fine. He's just handling personal business, but he's not available to do the pod right now. Uh, but thanks for coming through. And uh, yeah, it has been a while. Welcome back. Brad says, not the greatest news to wake up. Started with six running backs at camp, now down to two. Yeah, I think the good news is you had a player like Marlon Mack that you added now you can insert Marlon Mack, and now that signing is, is good because he does fit the system. Now you have to go find another running back to put on your practice squad. Uh, so we'll see. You know, they, they keep saying you can just plug and play anyone in Kyle Shannon's system. We're going to find out, I think. And uh, Brad Jones says Marlon Mack better be a quick work. He's going to be fine. Marlon Mack will be ready to go if he's called upon this week. I have a lot of faith in him as a veteran player. Rick Diaz says, yeah, me too, my friend. I've been thinking of a trade of Trey all day, and I couldn't sleep last night. Poor kid, man. He's our starting quarterback. Let us come together as faithful and pray for him. Yeah, definitely. Always keeping Trey Lance in our prayers. Um, it's, it's never good for one of these players to go through an injury. I hate injuries. I hate that it's a part of the game. I wish it was like, you know, Madden. You could just turn injuries off because you just don't want to see somebody get hurt and have to deal with that. 
You know, like he said, I think he's got the right mindset. He says things happen for a reason. He's going to come back better than before. Um, that's what I'm hoping for that kid. He deserves it. He's a good kid. I think he just got to keep working. Um, so, yeah, I think we're all feeling that way for sure, Rick. Um, 49ers Fizzle says, being a 49ers running back is worse curse than being a Madden cover at this point. I'm with you. Uh, that's why I read it, because you said Madden. Rick says, we just need to improve more in the, in the offensive line, especially in the center. Oh, there were some communication problems, but, yeah, the center hasn't been the best situation for the 49ers. He did have a very heady play where he snapped and caught someone off sides that ended up putting the 49ers at the one-yard line with the pass interference. So there are ups and downs with Brendel. I think a lot of it is communication between him, Banks, and uh, Burford. But I think they're going to get it together. I'm still holding out hope for Brendel and all the while waiting for Daniel Brunskill to get healthy because if Brunskill gets healthy, you have another option at center. Until then, you don't. You're not rolling with Blake Hance. You're not rolling with Nick Sakel. Sakel ain't going to be ready until 2023. So uh, right now, you're out of options besides Brendel until Brunskill gets healthy. And Brunskill has set back before week one. So... Uh, it's it's one of those things you can't be excited about it right now, but who knows? Uh, and what's up, Coach Tim? How's it going? Uh, it says four yards organization posted a pick of Trey post off at Stanford Hospital. He is in good spirits and look forward to working get back next season. He's handling it well. Don't be depressed. Yeah, he's handling it well. I think you feel for the kid, but you understand that he's going to have the right mindset. You know, and I go back to what Kyle said about him Trey asking him after Trey had already been injured about you know previous looks and and coverages and if he made the right reads that just shows who Trey is he's a football head he's about football he's gonna be okay uh just hoping for a speedy recovery that everything goes well and uh you know Trey comes back better than ever uh David Campbell says bet the Niners wish they had Sermon right about now I'm sure they do you know I I think they were trying to take a chance of getting him to the practice squad and it didn't work Philadelphia had called about a trade for Trey Sermon before the 53 was announced. They held on to him thinking they could trade him and it didn't work out. Um, but we'll see. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You're going to go through running backs. You just have to do the best you can. So, yeah, for sure. Um, Rick says, yes, thank you. They said that because I was wondering about him. Well, congratulations. He's going to get married. Yeah, he's getting married. Good. Glad Alex is cut. Yeah, he's doing good. He's fine. Um, Brad Jones says, have they said TDP is going short term IR? Same with Croft. No, they haven't announced that. I fully expect those sort of announcements to happen tomorrow, Brad. Uh, that's when the 49ers have been handling their, their signings, whether that's, you know, promoting people to the active roster, putting people on the practice squad, or, you know, whatever. That's when they've been making their transactions. It's their off day. They don't practice. So I fully expect that to happen again. So tomorrow will be the day. Pay attention. I'll try to come on, jump on, and talk to you guys tomorrow as well. Um, and, and we'll have a fun conversation because I think the Niners are going to make some moves. Coach Tim says, 49ers cutback. I had said before, our interior offensive line is a wreck and is showing big time. Purdy might be playing soon if it continues. I don't think it's a wreck. I, I think that I think there is some communication issues, but I mean, Burford and Banks have been grading out pretty good. They've been playing pretty good. Brendel has not. Uh, Brendel hasn't graded out. Now, I haven't watched the All-22 film on him this week. I watched it last week. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't good. Um, he's definitely struggling. But the other two guys showed rapid improvement in my opinion, from week one to week two, and that's good news for young players. I've thought for a long time that five, six weeks in, that's when you start seeing these guys gel because they hadn't played with Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams together, all five guys. They've played now two games together. That's good news for the 49ers. You know, now they've logged over 130 snaps together. Uh, it's got to, you got to have more reps than that. The good news is uh, they're making some plays. Are they missing some plays? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, that's not the reason Trey Lance got hurt. That's not the reason TDP got hurt was the offensive line. 
they were just having unfortunate situations. So I get what you're saying, Coach Tim, uh, but I think that they're going to continue to get better. I think we're going to talk about these guys seven, eight you know, weeks into the season, and it could be a Brunskill-Brendel change that overall does it, but we'll see what ends up happening. Hugh says, Trey was playing well in two drives yesterday. The offense rolled up a lot of early yards while he was in there. I'm definitely looking forward to him to return next year. Yeah, he was looking good, you know, and the, the run game was working for him. He was he was making plays. Kyle was scheming things up. Debo was getting things going. Um, you know, he found Brandon Ayuk in that play that got around the outside. That was nice as well. So I think that, yeah, Trey looked pretty good. I was hopeful. I wanted to see that continued development. I wanted to see what happened five, six weeks down the road and how he would play. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Brad Jones says, good news they said about Lance. It was not a compound fracture. Absolutely. Um, I think that's true. Tim says, if Mac is healthy, he's head and shoulders better than Sermon. Yeah, if Marlon Mack is 100%, he's definitely better than Trey Sermon. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I do think that Marlon Mack is going to fit Kyle Shadan's system. I'm hoping he still has a little bit left uh, and that he's you know getting further and further away from that Achilles injury. He's going to get more healthy and that explosiveness is going to come back. Uh, SL says, honestly, glad Jimmy got his job back. Never been a huge on Trey. Don't wish injury, but God has ways even when people want it otherwise. I think... When it comes down to it, I'm thankful that the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo for this reason, the injury. Last year, I was thankful the 49ers had Trey Lance because of the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. When it comes down to it, I just want the best quarterback to play and help us win. Now, Trey's hurt, so I don't know. You know, what, There's really no conversation to have anymore about who's better. It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's team moving forward, and we need Jimmy to stay healthy, and we need him to play well so he can win a Super Bowl. That's what it's about when it comes down to it is winning. And uh, Jimmy can do it. Trey could do it. Jimmy could do it. And we need Jimmy to do it. And that's why the 49ers bringing him back now comes in clutch. Uh, because, you know, you just need that guy. And he can win football games for you. He Or help you win football games. People get upset when you say he can win football games for you. But he can help you win games. Matthew Riley says, what do you read into the following stories? One, Kyle met with 15 leaders in the team to get them to support Trey. Two, not helping Trey off the ground after sack. Three, players saying we are better now. So, Number one, Kyle meeting with 15 leaders, I think is important for a head coach to talk to his leaders and say, hey, this is what this is. I want a unified front. I want us to establish and, and build behind Trey Lance. I think that's normal. I don't think that's you know anything uh, that doesn't happen in other locker rooms. We say, hey, we need to support the young guy. And the fact that he was letting them know Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be a part of this team. They weren't expecting Jimmy to still be there. So that was a different element that they were going to have to deal with. That's number one. Number two, not helping Trey off the sack, uh, off the ground after the sack. I got to listen to Chris Forster talk about this a little bit, and he discussed how Mike McGlinchey likes to get right back to the sideline because he has a hard time dealing with him making mistakes. So he tries to get to the sideline, get relaxed, and get past the mistake. It's his process. Did it look good? No. Um, so it didn't look good at the moment, but I think it had less to do with Trey and more to do with how Mike McGlinchey's handling getting over making mistakes because he's got to go out there and play again. You can't have that mistake in your mind. And then number three, players saying we are better now. I don't know who these players are. I don't know if this is confirmed or not. I've heard just like you, Matthew, that they're saying this has happened, but I don't know that for sure. Is there players that believe that? There could be. They could believe that an experienced quarterback who has led them to an NFC Championship and a Super Bowl could be a better option. They're allowed to, they're allowed to believe that. Um, but I think that, you know, they supported Trey Lance and they, they really backed him. But really, this conversation kind of doesn't need to be had anymore because Trey is not going to be around until 2023. Jimmy's the guy. It's just full support for Jimmy. But I, I understand where you're coming from on that. 
Uh, Tim says, watch Burford on film both games. I don't see it uh, improving on film, but that's me. You have to, uh, to count that time of the opposing team gets pressure. It's fast. Okay, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Burford does pretty good. I think there are moments, you know, that he struggles just like any young player. Uh, but I've seen him anchor. I've seen him pick up linebackers. I've seen his awareness be there. Uh, is he, you know, well-polished? No. Uh, is he win every single snap? No. But the 49ers interior offensive line has always been like that. This is a run first, pass second team. Their offensive line is not built to pass block consistently. Uh, so let's see. Nicholas says, was Trey's usage a consequence of having an insurance policy like Jimmy? Uh, you know, the fallout hat, you know, I, I, I think when it comes to his usage, I mean, he ran the ball three times. I think, like I said, if this would have been the fourth quarter and he'd have racked up 11, 12, 13 carries in the game, you know, that were designed runs, I would say, wow, the usage was a lot. Well, but three carries? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think that it wasn't direct correlation to the usage in the game. I think it's a freak accident that happens and Trey Lance gets injured. Unfortunate. It really is. Uh, I just, it's it's very frustrating for sure. Um, so you don't want it to happen, but I don't think it's a direct correlation with his usage in this game. If you would have told me that in week one, he carried the ball 13 times and then got hurt towards the end of the game, so that's a lot of usage. Now, of course, a lot of those were scrambles. But remember, Trey Lance converted on six of eight third down conversions against the Bears using his legs. It was a dynamic part of his game. Trey Lance's ability to extend plays and overall get first downs is what made him special at this point in his career. I think at some point, you know, the other parts are going to take over as well. Um, but right now, that's the aspect of the game that he made difficult for defenses because he made you play 11 on 11 football. Um, so, you know, remembering that is part of it as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rick Diaz says, you got Denver Broncos coming up Sunday, and it's going to be another challenge for the offense. Yeah, it is. You know, the offensive line is going to have to face it. They're going to have big guys on the interior, and they're going to have fast edge guys, you know, coming off the outside. So it is something to always continue to watch. And uh, Nicholas Ramos says, Kyle was showing the worst parts of living by nepotism at the presser yesterday. All arrogance, no responsibility. I've seen that take. You know, I've seen people saying that, you know, that's how Kyle... Uh, handles it to be honest i mean as a guy you know as a play caller you don't really think about putting these guys you don't put them in think oh i'm putting this guy in a situation where he's going to get hurt remember there's lots of quarterbacks that have been hurt in a variety of different ways i've seen people saying you know if you run the quarterback outside he's less likely to be hurt uh tell that to jimmy garoppolo who scrambled ran outside and got hurt tell that to rg3 who got hurt on the outside as well but then you have guys who were absolutely hurt in the pocket like tom brady or Joe Theismann, or Alex Smith. Um, there are avenues for quarterbacks to be able to get hurt in a variety of different ways. This is a tough sport, and when you're a target like a quarterback, you take hits sometimes, and it's unfortunate that it happened, but I think that it's less that he's just being arrogant and not taking responsibility, and more so that he doesn't believe he could have done anything different to change the outcome because you have to do uh, the play calls the way you call them because it's what's best for your football team. It was best to use Trey in that avenue. Two plays before, they ran the same play. He was supposed to keep uh, by the read that the defense gave him, and he gave it to Debo, and Debo made a play. So Kyle saw that it would have worked for Trey, and he came back to it. Any play caller would have done that. I think if you ask any play caller around the league, they would have done the exact same thing. So, I mean, is, is it frustrating he got hurt? Yeah. Does Kyle you know, come off a certain way to some people? I'm sure he does. Uh, but I understand where he's coming from as far as his sentiment because you wouldn't do anything different as a play caller because that, in your mind, you have to do what is going to work. You don't think about, oh, the guy could get hurt on this. You just don't. 
Um, that's not something you could think about. Um, let's see. Uh, Tim says all all fans have to do is imaging uh, being Jets, Browns, or Raiders fans right now. Not much to look forward to. Appreciate what you got, Go Niners. I love that. David Kit, David Campbell says I don't believe any of the social chatter uh, regarding the four years unless Lynch, Shanny, or a player say it. I'm skeptical. I'm with you on that, David. I, I I don't know who these sources are. Or, you know what is actually being said. If it is being said, then you know, uh, then there's credence to it, and then we can really have a conversation about it. SL says definitely, Ant. The thing is, the team looks great with Jimmy. Sucks the weather versus the Bears and the injury versus the Hawks. Couldn't give Lance a chance to show how it was passing was. I'm with you. I don't think he did get a you know a real good shake. Only having two drives in this game, and then the the Bears game was just nasty. Um, so I think you're right. Uh, Tim says you guys really need to watch Haberman and Middlecoff. They have broken all this controversy down and basically the arguments stick. So again, fans be fans. Stop second guessing our leadership. Jan says again, you're not wrong, my guy. Wow, I got two not wrong, my guys, in one episode. Thanks so much, Jan. Uh, Tim says as a former quarterback coach, uh, the 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 leakier or weaker your pocket, the more your quarterback gets hit. The more he gets hit, to me, the more he gets hurt. So therefore, hit equal hurt. Football one hundred and one. Yeah, if he gets hit in the pocket, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Trey Lance, a lot of his hits were down the field. Uh, they weren't hitting the pocket. So you're right, though. If if the offensive line is is going to get you hurt, there you go. Um, Mike or Nicholas says, when does our quarterbacks and running backs always get hurt in the beginning of the season? No longer become a coincidence. At some point, you got to blame the coaching training staff. Uh, you would think. I mean, you could if the circumstances were always the same. Last year, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the pocket against, against Seattle uh, when they landed on his ankle. Kerry Hyder landed on his ankle. Uh, that's a different situation than in 2018 when he's running along the sideline and he tries to you know, cut back inside. If situations were similar, then you could say, okay, these things are coincidence. Uh, but right now, it's just it's football. Things happen. Um, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Nicholas. I really do. I, I think you got a point. And you know, at, it, the injuries suck. Um, but I think we're trying to link some things together that just aren't there. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback situation, the running back situation aren't the same. Raheem Mostert, I mean, literally broke cartilage in his knee on a contact hit. How do you, you know, it, if he would have been running, he was running outside when it happened. What stops that from happening? I mean, I just don't know how you can stop that from happening. Uh, thank you so much for the new, subs uh, new subscribers. Well, uh, Shayna, we really appreciate that so much. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. And you know, there, you know, people are John Wayne's coming in or is that John? Yeah. John Wayne coming in and saying my condolences on Trey Lance. Uh, I, I think that, you know, Trey will be back. So don't, don't worry about that too much. Uh, SL says people hate Kyle and, and so-called matter fans. You know, there, there's a lot of hate out there for sure. Um, yeah. The, thank you, Tim, for clarifying what you were saying. Appreciate that. And Brad Jones says now Cone is pushing the narrative. They should trade. Kyle, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, yeah, I've seen narratives. Uh, I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really get involved in a lot of the narratives that are going around. Um, I don't think that, you know, I think I just I just judge it on football. You know, football is football. Uh, the four yards handle things a certain way. Um, you know, they have injuries. They're trying to overcome those injuries. Could they correlate to each other? Maybe. You know what I mean? They could. Um, but we'll see. And, you know, that's what Tim's saying. Actually, Trey's injury was a freak accident. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is. Hugh says right now the foreigners are probably better with Jimmy. In the long run, they'll be better with Trey. Developing Trey by the end of the year was the plan. Now we have to support Jimmy this year. Yeah, that was the plan. 
And, you know, 15, 16, 17 games in the year, we don't know what quarterback Trey would have been. I mean, he could have been over the moon, uh, tearing it up, fantastic. We're just not going to know now, unfortunately. Uh, so that's that stinks. And and David Campbell with the 999 Super Chat says, you rock, Ant. Keep up the great work and go, Niners. Appreciate that so much, David. Uh, means a lot. Great supporter of the channel and everything that we do. I really appreciate you, David, so much. You don't even know how much I do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I really appreciate everyone that was in chat. Um, thank you guys for coming through. I hope Is everyone going to be watching the Monday Night Football game tonight? I think it's going to be uh, a fun night. I'm going to enjoy watching it as well. Um, but I wanted to thank everyone for coming through this news ep update episode. Niners have some decisions to make. Um, but I think they're right now they have a lot of depth, and that's going to help this football team moving forward. But I'm looking forward to talk to you guys again tomorrow. 49ers will have some news, I'm sure, and I'll hop back right on. I hope you guys will all join me as well for another 49ers news update tomorrow. Stay safe, and remember, the right way is always the 49ers way. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.